welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Oh, welcome in this place where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome. Welcome in this place. Welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Welcome in this place where God is great. Now get out of your seat. Go, welcome, welcome. Welcome in this place. Welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Oh, welcome in this place where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome. Welcome in this place. Welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Welcome in this place where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome. Welcome in this place. Welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Oh, welcome in this place where God is great. Oh, welcome. Welcome, welcome in this place. Oh, welcome, welcome, where God is great. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome in this place. Welcome in this place where God is great. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome.
Now there was a certain man at Ramoth Amzaphim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Joram, the son of Elihu of the Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraite. And he had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, and Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Pinehas, the priests of the Lord, was there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah, his wife, and to all his sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, Why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart free? Am I not better to be than ten? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. She vowed the vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrow spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thy handmaiden for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thy handmaiden find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Amen. It's no more sad. And I want to minister to you for a while this morning from this thought. Full, but empty. Full, but empty. Father, again, we praise you. 
God, we give you glory, honor, and praise and thanksgiving for all that you do for us, God. Words cannot ever express enough thanks to you, Lord, for the kindness and love and mercy and long-suffering you show to us day by day. And we're asking you, God, to let none of us leave the way that we came through these doors, God, but let us be changed and refreshed and renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, and we will give you all the glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving in this day. In Jesus' name, and you may be seated. Amen. Full but empty. Our world seems to be on a slippery slope of discontentment. This snowball of discontentment seems to be rolling faster and faster, and it seems to be picking up speed and speed faster and faster. And not only is it taking place in the world, but it's also wreaking havoc in the church. People in homes are full of things, but they are empty spiritually. Most of it is done by their own selves, and a portion of it, I will agree, is done by the church because the church has tried to be so politically correct that they're not telling people what they need to hear and how to please God They are trying to please people. Amen. And that will never fulfill the emptiness that people have in their lives. Solomon in Proverbs 30, verse 15 and 16 says, The horse leech has two daughters crying, Give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yea, four things say not, it is enough. The grave the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire saith not, it is enough. These two daughters that Solomon's mentioned here are cruelty and covetousness. Cruelty, unkindness is never content, and meanness and nastiness and spitefulness and vindictiveness is never satisfied. Covetousness, which is greed and materialism and envy, is never satisfied. It's continually crying, give me more, give me more, give more, give more. It is never easy, amen. It's always uneasy and it's always wanting more. Solomon says there's three things that are never satisfied and four say not it is enough. He says, first, it is the grave. Satan is never content, amen, until he has one more soul to take the hell with him, amen. The grave is never satisfied. It represents death. There's always room for death, amen. But I come to tell you this morning, there's always room, too, for a watery grave of baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. The barren womb represents a life without Christ. A life without Christ will never be satisfied because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. The earth that is not filled with water represents a dry life, a life without joy, a life with no peace, a life with no love, a life with no excitement, a life with no hope, a life with no future. A dry life is that Eeyore life, you know, and most of you know who Eeyore is. He's Winnie the Pooh's friend, the donkey. He never has no hope. He never has any excitement about himself. That is a life that is of the earth that is filled without water. Amen. And we don't want to have a barren life. We want to have a fruitful life. 
the fire represents the light filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. It is never going to be satisfied because the Holy Ghost is saying, I want one more soul to catch on fire burning in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I come to tell you also, there's another thing that is never satisfied, and that is the cross. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. There's room at the cross for you. Amen. There's room at the cross. You can come. Amen. And you can find room. And i tell you something else that is never satisfied, and that is an empty spot at an altar of repentance. If you would just come and repent of your sins, you can have the fire of the Holy Ghost burning inside of you. So Solomon said, these things are never satisfied. Amen. Because so many have allowed these two daughters called cruelty and covetousness to control their lives, they are never content. The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 55, 1, 2, 3, Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the water, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy, and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligent unto me, and eat, and ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Amen. So can I ask you a question today? Is your emptiness because you are trying to fill it with things instead of God? Is your soul dead because you are filling it with the wrong things? Peter says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance godliness, to godliness patience, to patiently brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness charity. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He says, wherefore the rather, brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall. Amen. If you add to your faith, amen, the things that God is asking you, you will be full and not empty. You will be full of Christ and not full of the things of this world. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 25, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. What shall you eat or what shall you drink? Nor yet for your body, what shall you put on? Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feed them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue?
and why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father know that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. uh, And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Jesus already knows what things you have need of. So you need to stop worrying about those things. Amen. You just need to trust him and believe in him. And stop trying to fill your life with things that can never satisfy. And seek first, he said, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, Paul says in Romans 14, 17, is not meat and drink, as you suppose, but is righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. Jesus says the kingdom of God comes not with observation. In other words, you cannot see when the Holy Ghost come inside of you, but you can hear it when it comes out of you. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and one place, and suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, uh, like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Uh, You can't see it when it comes into you, but you can hear it when it comes out of you. And this is what Jesus is saying. Seek first the kingdom of God. Because if you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, the other junk really doesn't matter. That's why Jesus says, what does it profit to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You need Christ more than anything else in your life. People have all kinds of stuff in their homes, but their life is empty. Amen. To be spiritually full means that you are doing everything you can based on the Word of God to live your life according to the Word of God. Amen. If you don't love what you do, you're going to be empty. You can have the best job in the world. But if you go to that job every day just to get a paycheck, you're never going to be content. you got to love doing what you're doing. Because, see, you have to be able, as Brother Miller was saying this morning, is why does God have me there? Whose life am I there to impact? 
That's what you've got to realize. See, fulfillment comes from fulfilling God's purpose in our lives. This is why Jesus says, go ye therefore in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Contentment and satisfaction should be a goal. Amen. To see the law saved. Amen. We should go out of our way to be a light and darkness because the more I can reach with the gospel, the more fuller I'm going to be. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't just go to your job for a check. Wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to impact somebody else's life today with the message of truth of God's word. Amen. The right car, the right job, the right person in your life is never going to make you fulfill. You need Jesus. You need the hope of glory. You need the kingdom of God reigning in your life. Solomon says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 1 through 11. Solomon says, I said to my heart, go to now. I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure and behold this is all vanity. Notice he says, I just says, okay, so let's get it together. Let's have a good time. He says, then I realized it was all emptiness and unsatisfaction, transitory. It's just here and it's gone. I said of laughter, it is mad and of mirth. What does it? And I sought in my heart to give myself the one. He says, well, I just get drunk and find some fun in that. And he said, yet my heart with wisdom and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the sons of men which they should do under the heavens all the days of their life. I made me great works. I built me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. I planted trees in them and all kinds of fruit. I made me pools of water. To drink therewith in the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me men, got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that was in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me all silver and gold and the peculiar treasures of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the lights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me and whatsoever my eyes desired I kept not from them. I withheld not anything from my heart from joy. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. 
Then I look at all, all the works that my hand had wrought and all the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, it was just vanity and vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. Notice what Solomon said. He says, I had everything. Amen. He says, I was flowing over with with all kinds of things, he says, but I was empty. It was all just vanity and vexation of spirit. It was transitory. It was here and gone. Amen. It was like a vapor that appeared for a little time. And Solomon says, I had it all, but I realized I was missing it. And because he has all kinds of great wisdom, Solomon was able to tell you and I, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He says, fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Solomon says, I had it all. I had all kinds of things, but it didn't satisfy me. So I realized that I'm going to be full spiritually. Then I need to reverence God and keep his commandments. Because he had understood that God had told Joshua this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that are written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So Solomon says, as long as you cling to the word of God, as long as you have the word of God in your heart, you're never going to be empty of the things that you need. Amen. Because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. His righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So when you keep the things of God and allow God to reign in your life, I promise you, you will never be empty. You will always be full. And so Solomon says, let me tell you the end of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Hannah, as we saw, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 4 through 8, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penanah, his wife, and to her sons and her daughter portions. But to Hannah, he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, she angered her, because the Lord had shut up her wound. And as she did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Harkina unto her, hus- her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Hannah says, and I'm paraphrasing here, Honey, look, you're giving me everything. You are providing things for me, and that's great, and that's good. But you don't realize. I'm full, but I'm empty. I'm full of things, but I'm, I'm, I'm empty because I need something to satisfy this broken heart. 
I'm full, but I need something to satisfy this inward longing in my soul. I'm full, but I need something that is going to calm this confusion that I keep having that's coming into my life. And I'm, I'm trying to get through these things, but I need something that's going to satisfy this thirsting of my soul. I need something that's going to satisfy this inward hurts and these nightly fears that keeps coming after me. She says, you're providing me things, honey, but that I have a craving inside of me for something else. I, I'm craving that peace, that passive all understanding. I'm craving that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. I'm craving for that hope that will never cease and end. I'm craving for a seed. Amen. I'm craving for that drink that I can drink and never thirst again. She says, I need a son inside of me. Amen. I need something inside that is going to get my adversary off my back. Amen. Things aren't going to do it, honey. You're providing everything that I need and even more materially, but I need something that's going to satisfy the inner soul that I have. This longing of my soul, she says, I need that thing and you cannot provide it. So therefore, I have to go to God. I've got to go to the altar. I've got to go to the house of God. I've got to get along with Him by myself uh, and make my petitions known to Him. Amen. Because He and He alone is the only one can satisfy my soul. Hallelujah. Naomi was lonely and empty. Until Ruth handed her a son in her arms. Amen. Rachel was empty until Jacob, amen, they birthed Joseph in their life. Elizabeth was empty until she birthed John the Baptist. And Mary was empty until she birthed Jesus Christ into this world. Amen. Jesus would later say, come unto me. Oh, ye that are laboring heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Why not let Jesus fill the emptiness of your soul today? Things will never fulfill it, brothers and sisters. The only thing that will fill your soul, that emptiness, is Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Psalms 81. Amen. Psalms 81 this morning. Verse 10. Psalms 81, verse 10. I am the Lord, thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it.
But my people would not hearken unto my voice, and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own hearts, lust, and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should have soon subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied them. The Lord says, I am the Lord, amen, thy God which brought thee out of Egypt. He says, open your mouth and I will fill it. If you will open your mouth with praise and honor and glory back to God, he will fill your mouth, amen. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me the lying green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the Lord says, open your mouth, amen, and I will feel the emptiness that you have in there. Because he's given you a garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness, that you might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. He says, open up and let me in, amen. He says, I will give you the best sweet. I will give you the best word. I will put it inside of you that you will never hunger and never thirst again. God will put in you something that will quench that thirsting of your soul. Amen. That emptiness can be fulfilled. Amen. It's not going to be filled with things. It's not going to be filled with money. It will only be filled and satisfied with the spirit of Almighty God. He goes on and says, so I get Gave them up unto their own hearts, lust. God will let you go. He will let you keep going, lusting up the things, uh, continually trying to fill it. Uh, amen. He will let you do that, but He don't want you to do that. That's why He says, "Come unto Me, all you that are weary and are heavy laden." Amen. And I will give you rest. He goes on and says. And they walked in their own counsel. Solomon says in Proverbs 19:20, he says, There are many devices uh, in a man's heart. Uh, he says, But I'm here to tell you, the only thing that's going to stand is the counsel of God. You can have all of the devices, uh, but the only thing that will stand is the counsel of Almighty God. And you need to let God feel that thirst and that emptiness uh, that you have in your soul. He goes on and says, oh, that my...
my people had hearkened and listened unto me. Amen. He says, I would have dealt away with their enemies a long time ago. I would have cast them off. I don't know if you got enemies. Hannah had an enemy. Every time she tried to go to church to worship, amen, she was provoked profusely by her adversary. She was constantly being provoked. She was irritated by her constantly. And she was crying. She was weeping. She was hurting because she didn't have a son. Amen. And so it gave the adversary an opportunity to put it on her. Amen. But Hannah made up her mind. She says, Honey, what you're giving me is not going to do it. I've got to have a son. And so when she got along with God, when she decided that I'm going to pour it out to God, I'm going to let Him have my life, I'm going to let Him have all of me, God met her need because He's a faithful God. You can depend on Him. He may not come when you want Him, Job says, but He's right on time. He knows the way that I take. And when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. I'm coming to tell you today, hearken to God. Let Him have your life. Let Him feel the emptiness in your soul today. Don't leave. Amen. Don't be in a quick hurry to run out and stay empty. You've got to get along with God and allow Him to fill the emptiness of your soul. And when Hannah got up, she was no longer sad. She says, I'm full of my promise. <laughs> I'm full of hope. I'm now full of faith because God has heard my prayer. She had Samuel, and she waned him. She brought him back and gave him to the Lord all the days of his life. I want to encourage you today. Whatever you need, God's got it. And he's just waiting to give it to you. He's got to open it. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force you on For the emptiness you have, God will provide. You've got to open up with praise. You've got to open up your mouth with worship and begin to exalt and magnify. And you will feel that moment. These altars are open if you want to come down here and pray or you want to pray right where you are. But let me encourage you. Hannah found herself an altar. Amen. And that's where she got along with God. Amen.